Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for giving us the written word. Heavenly Father, please help us now to correctly understand it and to uh, respond to it in a way that will honor you. Heavenly Father, we, we bow before you and we ask for your grace to be upon us now. And again, we give you thanksgiving for your love, which has been shown through this written word. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Today, we come to the last chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans. After almost 50 sermons on the letter to the Romans, after almost 50 sermons of studying the text of Romans, we now have before us Paul's closing words to the Roman saints. And Paul's closing words, one commentator has labeled one of the most instructive chapters of the New Testament. Romans 16 has four parts to it. Personal greetings, a warning concerning divisive people, further greetings from believers who are with Paul, and a doxology. Or we may express the content of Romans 16 this way. Some friends to greet, some foes to avoid, some servants to honor, and a God to praise. This morning, we are going to spend our time with some friends to greet, or Paul's personal greetings. There will be three points to our study of Paul's personal greetings, and point number one is this. What can we learn from Paul's greetings of various friends? What can we learn from Paul's greetings of various friends? Romans 16, verses 1 through 16, where Paul greets various friends, is, someone has said, a remarkable 16 verses. In them, Paul greets, I have read, 24 people by name, as well as two unnamed saints, and he also greets several churches that were meeting in homes. The significance of all those greetings, I think, is this. Paul, someone has said, was a friend maker as well as a soul winner. Remember from the past how we have said that a very important part of Paul's ministry was evangelism. Evangelism. 
telling people about and leading people to Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 9, verse 15, we find these words about Paul. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. A very important part of Paul's ministry was evangelism. Today, we want to see that Paul was also very much a friend maker. Paul did not live, quote, an isolated life. He had friends in the Lord and he appreciated them, end quote. I won't read all 16 of the verses of our text once again to have you see this, but let me give you a feel for what I'm saying now by reading some of the verses of Romans 16. I'll start at verse 3 of Romans 16. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. Verse 5. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Apennitus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junius, my relatives who have been in prison with me. Verse 8. Greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, my fellow worker in Christ, and greet my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apellus, tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Paul made friends. He had friends in Rome. He had friends in Corinth from where he wrote Romans. He had friends in Ephesus. He had friends in Philippi. He had friends in Thessalonica. He had friends in Berea. He had friends in Antioch. He had friends in Jerusalem. Paul did indeed have friends in the Lord, and he appreciated them, and he let them help him personally, and he was a help to them. Warren Wiersbe has written, in my reading of Christian biography, and believe me, he has read much Christian biography, I have discovered that the servants God has used the most were people who could make friends. How about you? Are you a friend maker? Are you a blessing to others and allow others to bless you? Or do you basically live a secluded life? We need other people, and other people need us. That's the way God has made us. Solitary confinement is not a positive. It's a punishment because we need one another. Just this past week, I was looking through a Christian magazine, and I came across an article that had to do with friendship. And this article reminded me, quote, 
the scriptures show us repeatedly that we're not made to live in isolation. End quote. Please listen. We will be better Christians if we have good Christian friends. So let us particularly have friendships with one another here. Let us appreciate one another, help one another, pray for one another, bless one another here. The Bible refers to us as sheep. Sheep flock together. Let us be a flock here. Point number two is, what did Paul mean when he said to the Roman believers in verse 16, greet one another with a holy kiss? Paul himself has just sent personal greetings to the Roman believers, and now he tells them to greet one another with a holy kiss. How were they, how are we to understand this sentence? By the way, Paul gave this instruction to believers in at least three of his other letters. Peter, in his letter of 1 Peter, I believe gives us our answer. And so look with me at 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 14. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 14. Here are the words we find there. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Paul's kiss of greeting is a greeting of love. Paul is telling the Roman believers, and I think God is saying to us this morning, that we are to express love for each other in our greeting of each other. We are to have love for one another. Over and over in the Bible, God has called us to that. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 9. Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. Over and over, God in his word has called us to love one another. Paul now says, we are to express that love in our greeting of one another. But what if I really don't connect with someone in the church? But what if I don't particularly enjoy someone in the church? Look with me at 1 
Thessalonians 5, verse 26. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 26 reads, Greet all the brothers with a holy kiss. William Hendrickson has written, Believers will not deliberately omit kissing those whom they do not happen to like. They will love even those whom they do not like. The holy kiss is for all the members. We may not connect that well with certain ones in the church. We may not want to go on vacation with certain ones in the church. However, we are being called to love one another, and we are being called to express that love in the very beginning in our greeting of one another. I was on the uh, golf course this week, this past week. A gentleman that I've gotten to know, a Mr. Lehman, uh, a fellow Christian. I was playing golf by myself. Mr. Lehman came along maybe uh, uh, 45 minutes later, but he saw me off in the distance. He left his clubs he walked maybe 100, 150 yards over to where I was, and he just put his arms around me, and he, and he said hello to me. Fellow Christians expressing love for one another. That, that really touched me, especially in light of the, uh, the work that I had been doing uh, that week for our sermon today. Point one, we are to be friends here appreciating one another, helping one another, praying for one another, being a blessing to one another, point two, and we are to love one another and show that in our, in our greeting. Do you remember when our Lord Jesus was invited to Simon the Pharisee's house for dinner? Luke chapter 7. When the Lord arrived, Simon, we read, did not give him any water for his feet, and he did not give the Lord a kiss. You remember that? Do you know what that conveyed? No love. Simon not only expressed a lack of courtesy to Christ, but he also expressed a lack of love for Christ. We are to love one another here. And we are to show that love for each other in our greeting of each other in some way. I believe the kiss was a custom, but I believe the principle is still for us. And so in some way, in some way in our greeting of one another, we should communicate Christian love. Paul God's word says to us, greet one another with a holy, meaning with a pure, sincere, godly expression of love. I'll wrap up this point in this way. Are you aware that in the early Christian church, they had a time in their worship services when the people greeted one another with a kiss, at a point 
in the service, the people would greet one another with a kiss. Someone has said that it took place at the conclusion of the prayers they prayed. R.C. Sproul has said it took place at the conclusion of the Lord's Supper. But the worshipers would then greet one another with a kiss, persons of the same sex kissing each other. I've read that they still have this kiss in the worship service in the Eastern Orthodox Church. But let us love one another and in some way communicate that we do in our greeting. Point number three from Romans 16, 1 through 16 is, what are some important side truths that are found in Paul's personal greetings? What are some important side truths? There are a number of them. I will call your attention to three. A, notice the hard work and great help of women in the church in Paul's day. Let me say that again. Notice the hard work and great help of women in the church in Paul's day. Verses 1 and 2 mention a Phoebe, and they say about her that she is a servant of the church in Centria, and she has been a great help to many people, including me, writes Paul. I have read that Phoebe was also, no doubt, the one who carried the letter of Paul to the Romans, to the believers in Rome from Corinth, a great servant, a great worker. Then a Priscilla is mentioned in verses 3 and 4 as a fellow worker in Christ Jesus and one to whom all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful. Verse 6 lists a Mary, verse 12, a Tryphena and a Tryphosa, and a Persis, all who work hard in the Lord. And the Greek word there for work hard carries with it the idea of strong exertion. Alongside of Phoebe, nine of the 26 persons greeted in Romans 16, 1 through 16, are women. Women worked hard and were of great help in the church in Paul's day. And women, of course, should be of great help to the church of Jesus Christ today. Women are saved by Christ. Women are part of Christ's kingdom Women are spiritually gifted by Christ to have a role in Christ's kingdom. Women should be faithful stewards of these spiritual gifts that have been given to them for the sake of the church. Women are important in Christ's kingdom. Yes, the Bible does teach that men 
are to be the elders and deacons in the church. But women, once again, are very important and have an important part to play in the church, and so may our ladies. Our ladies here, young and older, work hard and be of great help to the church of Jesus Christ. B, notice that there were a number of local churches in Rome in Paul's day. There was not just one church that was it. One found more than one. Verse 5 tells us of a church that met at the house of Priscilla and Aquila. Verse 14 tells us of another house church. Look with me at verse 14. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermas, Petrobus, Hermas, and the brothers with them. And verse 15 mentions still another local church. Perhaps as many as five house churches, five local churches are mentioned in verses 1 through 16. Multiple churches existed in Rome. And that reminds me that multiple churches exist today in Johnstown. We are not the only church here. In God's grace and by God's power, one finds more than one church in Johnstown. And we need to recognize that and pray for one another and encourage one another and help one another and even at times work with one another. A good friend who's a fellow pastor in Johnstown says to me, Dave, I pray for you and Trinity Church every week. What an example. And that's the way, my friends, we are to be. We are to recognize that God in his grace has worked not just here, but in other locations in Johnstown. Look at the end of verse 16. Romans 16, the end of verse 16. All the churches of Christ send greetings. There's a recognition by other churches, plural, of Christians and churches, plural, in Rome. A recognition and a love. We need to recognize that we are not the only church here. And then C, notice that being a Christian will be hard, will be difficult at times. In verse 4, we read that Priscilla and Aquila risked their lives for Paul. They laid down their own necks for Paul. In verse 7, we see that Adronicus and Junius went to prison with Paul. In verse 11, we find the name Narcissus. John Calvin and others tell us that this Narcissus was executed by order of Nero's mother. 
My guess is Narcissus lived a godly life, greatly convicting Nero's mother, and so she gave the order to have him put to death and to have his goods confiscated. Being a Christian is hard at times. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Philippians 1, verse 29. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. There is a cost to being a Christian. But let's remember this, cost what it may, it is worth the cost. There's nothing greater, there's nothing better than being a believer in and follower of the Lord Jesus. Perhaps you have looked at Paul's personal greetings in Romans 16 verses 1 through 16 before and have gotten nothing out of them. I probably have more than once. I probably have read quickly through them at times in the past as I was reading through the Bible and then just moved on. But this part of God's word is fruitful as well. It also has gold in it for us. It is, quote, one of the most instructive chapters of the New Testament, end quote. And so today we have been able to see these things. We are to be friend makers. We need other people. Other people need us. We will be better Christians if we have good Christian friends. We are to love one another and express that love in our greetings. Women are very, very important in the church of Jesus Christ. We are not to see Trinity Church as the only church in Johnstown. There are others, and we need to pray for them, etc. And being a Christian, will be hard at times, but cost what it may, it is worth the cost. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, if what we have covered today is indeed true, is indeed correct, please continue to work. Please continue to work by bringing these things in greater measure into our lives and into the life of this church. And Heavenly Father, we, we pray this prayer to honor you, to bring glory to you. And when you are honored, we are blessed. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.